0: Trout is the topic today with Tony Standera of the Minnesota DNR. And one of the many things we talk about is trout in the classroom.
1: You know, we probably have um, 40 to 50 kids that are directly involved at Gene Dillon. And when we give presentations, I know we give uh, presentations to, to sometimes up to 100 students, maybe four classes.
0: All the details on trout coming up. Fish and keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble the thought of me and when I'm fishing, Paul Bunyan Country This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country Well, today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we're going to talk trout, uh, primarily in the Bemidji area, but maybe a little bit beyond that, we have Tony Standera, a fishery specialist out of the Bemidji area office, and by fishery specialist, Tony, I presume that means uh, you're a trout guy.
1: Well, you know, I I do get to work on the streams here in the the Bemidji area, but I work on a a variety of other area projects as well. Uh, Of course, we have a lot of lakes in this area, so I'm involved with... uh, lake and stream surveys, and we have um, a lot of fish propagation and stocking um, out of our area, so uh, kind of do it all, but um, I guess you'd call me the stream specialist for the area.
0: All right, and, uh, you know, we've, we've talked, I think we even talked a little bit last year on this, but it seems to me, and maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just hearing more about it, but it seems to me that trout fishing has gotten more popular in the last few years.
1: Well, that could be. I'm not, I'm not certain of uh, trout stamp sales in the area. That would certainly reflect, you know, an increase in angler activity. But um, we certainly hear plenty of reports throughout the year uh, from trout anglers. So I know the resources are being um, used well, and we also get some pretty good fishing reports. So I think trout fishing is pretty good in the area.
0: So let's talk about where one can uh, fish for trout in the area. There's, uh, there's quite a few lakes and I know there's a lot of streams too.
1: Yep so in the Bemidji area we have a total of uh, four lakes that we actively manage for trout um, both rainbow and brown trout and those lakes are Benjamin Lake which is north of Pennington a little bit northeast of Bemidji right off the scenic highway and that's a small lake it's about 30 acres, and we stock that with 3,000 rainbow trout annually. Um, then we have Deep Lake, which is another small lake near Clearbrook, north of Bagley there. And that's actually a two-story fishery that has a stock trout population as well as warm water species such as bass and panfish. Okay. Um, Island Lake is a 38-acre lake near Zirkel. It's west of Itasca and we stock that with rainbow trout and brown trout. That one can be a little hard to access, particularly in the winter, because it's down on a low-maintenance forest road. So I know uh, this winter, because of our, our snowpack and the weather we had, that it probably didn't get much fishing activity. So uh, we look for that one to provide a lot of good fishing with the uh, stream trout opener and lakes, which is the same weekend as walleye opener okay. every year. Then we have South Long Lake which is a little bit west of Itasca State Park. That's a little bigger lake. It's about 150 acres. It's also a two-story fishery, meaning that it has both a st- stock trout population as well as warm water species. And that's probably one of our more popular trout lakes in the area. Um, it has a really nice county park um, on the shores, so it's it's very popular for, for camping. And it's also got a lot of other good fishing lakes around it. Um, so you could camp at South Long Lake and fish half a dozen other really nice lakes in that area, including Lake Atasca. Okay.
0: And ironically, the, the the lake that's probably closest to Bemidji isn't actually in your area because it's in Hubbard County.
1: Yeah, so, so you're referring to Newman Lake, yes. which is actually quite near, but the way our area boundaries are drawn, that is actually in the Park Rapids management area. Um, we do do some stocking. For those guys because it's a little more convenient for us um from time to time but i know that that one is uh providing a lot of angling activity and uh that's about a 20 to 30 acre lake and um it has good shore fishing opportunities that's another thing i'd like to to mention about some of these trout lakes um both benjamin lake and south long lake have accessible fishing piers that provide really good shore fishing opportunities um which are kind of lacking, you know, here in lake country. seems like you need to have a boat to yeah. access a lot of our angling opportunities, but um, these shore fishing piers are, are very popular and provide, you know, good angling opportunity.
0: So what is the characteristic you're looking for when you're, when you're looking for lakes that, that would work for trout?
1: So a lot of lakes in the area have really good water quality. Um, We're blessed with that. But trout lakes have to have good oxygen levels in deep water where the trout find their preferred water temperatures, which is, you know, in the 50s. um, Quite a bit colder than a lot of our warm water species prefer to be in. So it needs to have uh, that good oxygen level in that deep water. And um, so there are a number of water quality characteristics that... uh, could describe that, alkalinity, um, pH, uh, stuff like that, okay. and as well as the lake basin itself, um, all go into um, making that habitat suitable for trout.
0: And when it comes to trout lakes, there are no natural trout lakes, are there? I mean, all the lakes are actually stocked, correct?
1: Well, we do have native populations of lake trout in the northeast part of the state, And we do have some native brook trout populations in the streams of the southeast, but for the most part, in a lot of lake country here in north-central Minnesota, we're talking about stock trout populations that have been, you know, maintained um, with regular stocking because trout aren't able to reproduce in these lakes. So, um, but they tend to, the lakes we do have tend to have good growth rates and good survival of stocked fish. Um, that's something that anglers are always hoping to hook into is a what we'd call a carryover fish that's been in the lake for a, a few years after stocking and had the opportunity to grow to a larger size and we hear of carryover rainbow and brown trout you know up into the 22 to 25 inch range coming out of some of these lakes every year so Okay. That'd be quite a fish to hook into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do uh, like the point you, that you brought up about uh, shore fishing opportunities because, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an important thing. They're, not everybody's got a boat, and a lot of uh, kids probably never get to go fishing because they, they think they need a boat. but That's just not the case.
1: That's not the case, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to develop more of those shore fishing opportunities you know, in the area in the future.
0: Now, if you do want to go trout fishing, though, you do have to get a trout stamp, Correct.
1: That's correct, Kevin. So um, on designated trout lakes, you do need to have a trout stamp to fish on that lake. On our two-story lakes, you don't need a stamp to fish there because there are some other species that people go after. But if you want to possess trout, you need to buy that trout stamp on a two-story lake. Okay. And, of course, in our trout streams, we do require trout stamps because those are designated waters. All right.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the trout streams. I mean, again, we we live in the midst of lakes. We are so attuned to fishing lakes that a lot of us don't even think about rivers and streams.
1: Sure, yeah. So we do have four rivers in the Bemidji area that we actively manage for trout, which includes stocking on some of them, um, habitat improvement and maintenance, and trying to provide angler access. It's kind of our management um, plan. So the Clearwater River is about 15 miles west of Bemidji near Pinewood. Um, So that's a designated trout stream. We stock that annually with catchable size rainbow trout and brown trout. Um, Stockings were delayed this spring due to our unusually late uh, snowfall that we had in mid-April. But I imagine by the time people are out, getting around and fishing, we'll have those streams stocked. Uh, Clearwater River is probably the most popular trout stream we have. Um, we have a lot of easements, about 4.5 miles of angler easements, which allow people to access the stream through private property as long as they st- stay within the easement corridor. Um, so that's, that's big to have that access. And we have an accessible fishing platform area, also near Pinewood, that gets a lot of use. Um, and we've done a little bit of habitat work in that reach. Um, it, it looks pretty good for trout habitat. And uh, as I said, it's probably our most popular trout stream.
0: And our fishery specialist, Tony Standera, is my guest. Trout fishing and Paul Bunyan kept the topic. We'll take a look at some other great trout streams within driving distance next. If you don't like fishing, please leave this zip code immediately. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Fishery specialist Tony Standera of the DNR, my guest today. We're talking about trout fishing opportunities in Paul Bunyan Country. And he's running down some of the great trout streams we have in Paul Bunyan Country.
1: Next we have the Battle River, which is a stream that's about five miles west of Kellier, up on Highway 72. And that's also stocked with catchable-sized rainbow trout. Most of the fishing opportunities on the Battle River occur on a piece of private property called the Beltrami uh, Bluff Sportsman's Club, and they allow us to um, stock fish, and they provide access to the public on their property, so we're always appreciative of that, and that's kind of a a neat stream because uh, even though we're in the middle of lake country as you get a little bit further north, they really don't have too much going on outside of the Red Lake fishery, as, as far as fishing opportunities. So the fact that we can provide a, a, a stream fishing opportunity in that area, you know, gives people up there a little bit more diversity of uh, okay. fishing opportunities. And then um, lastly, we have two streams that have naturally reproducing populations of brook trout. Uh, one of those is the Nectai River, which is near Bemidji, just south of Highway 2 on the way to Cass Lake. We also have about four miles of angler easements on the necktie river. Um, As I said, it has a naturally reproducing brook trout population. We see nice fish in our surveys there, but it can be a difficult stream to fish. It's, it's pretty overgrown and narrow in some areas. Um, But the fish are there if you're up for the challenge. Um, Likewise, Sucker Brook is just a little bit west of Itasca state park. Um, People tend to access that stream just right off of Highway 200. Um, That's mostly on state land, so there's a little bit of private property that we do have angler easements on there. But um, naturally reproducing brook trout, but it can be a very difficult stream to fish. Later in the season it gets overgrown with uh, grasses. It's kind of a a meadow type of area. Okay. there's fish there if people are up for the challenge. Um, I would recommend going there. <laughs> so those, those are our four trout streams in the area, Kevin.
0: Um, what's you know, Give us an idea of uh, some of the differences between fishing in a stream and a lake. I, I mean, obviously, boats can get in a lake and not necessarily in a stream, but is there something uh, uniquely fun about fishing in a stream?
1: Well, you know, most most of our fly fishing community um, are avid stream fishers. Um, when people think about trout fishing, I think they tend to tend to think about, you know, streams, um, lots of bluffs and and riffles and rocky habitat, good cold water, um, and of course, with fly fishing, you are trying to imitate the trout's main food source, which are aquatic insects. Um, so stream, stream fishers are usually trying to imitate some type of aquatic invertebrate insect, like a mayfly or a caddisfly or some type of larva of uh, those insects that live down in the stream bottom. Um, those are the primary food sources for rainbow trout. Brown trout also eat a lot of insects, but they tend to... Uh, eat some smaller fish as well in their diet, as well as uh, some other critters, occasionally mice, um, are found in the stomachs of large brown trout. So people that pursue brown trout also use lures that imitate minnows or smaller fish, flashy spinners, um, small crankbaits, small rapalas, as well as those insect-imitating lures, um, So there's a whole variety of fly patterns that uh, people rely on for those. Um, But spin fishing can be very effective for trout as well. Um, There are are a variety of spinning presentations that would also imitate insects, um, different jig patterns that people tie, usually using pretty light tackle with the spinning stuff. Um, A fair number of people I know fish with two- or three-pound line, When they're spin fishing for trout, the water is typically very clear. Trout have really good eyesight, and they tend to be pretty wary in the stream. Um, So that adds to the challenge of of catching those fish. Uh, Fishing for stream trout in lakes um, is a a bit different of a presentation. Um, Most people that fish in lakes are using spinning gear. They're using lures that imitate smaller fish, typically like rapalas or some type of spinner or spoon. Um, these lakes tend to have very clear water as well as our you know typical trout streams, so people tend to use very light tackle. Um, trolling is a very popular method on, on a lot of our stream trout lakes, and when people are trolling, um, they tend to let out as much line as they can to get that lure as far away from the boat uh, because, as, as we discussed, those fish are pretty weary, and they can, they can be spooked by the boat. So often people will troll small crankbaits and Rapal as, you know, 100 yards or more behind the boat. Wow. Um, so that's, that's one typical presentation, and, and, of course, everybody knows that live bait um, can be very effective for trout as well. So a lot of people that fish for trout just use night crawlers um, small hook, small sinker in streams uh, with a night crawler presentation, and oftentimes when people are using live bait in our trout lakes, they're fishing with bobbers so there's a whole variety of, of uh, tactics you know, depending on what you'd prefer to do there's There's usually something out there for you, so okay.
0: Um, one of the things that we have going for us here is we have a very uh, very active uh, Trout Unlimited group, uh, and one of the things they do is Trout in the Classroom, and that, that's a an ex- uh, continually expanding program, is it not?
1: Yes, that's a, a great program that was developed here um, in the Bemidji area by members of the Headwaters chapter of Trout Unlimited, um, Bob Wagner, Bob Frazee, Steve Young. Um Gail Brooks, among others, um, actually were the first ones to bring trout in the classroom to a Minnesota school. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so we've been doing this program for 13 years in the Bemidji area. Um, along with the, the super folks, you know, with the TU chapter, we have just a terrific group of teachers that are implementing the program. Here at Gene Dillon Elementary School in Bemidji, we have Allison Fisdale and Jeff Wade, who are just fantastic folks and um, go above and beyond to bring this program into the classroom. Um, but it's also expanding in the area. We, we recently have added a trout in the classroom project in Kellier, as well as North And it's gone from 13 years ago, just one project in Bemidji, to over thirty projects now statewide. Wow! So um, the folks up here were pioneers in in bringing that to Minnesota schools.
0: So what is the project they, they work with with the kids?
1: Well, so um, we we get trout eggs from a hatchery source, and um, there's there's a equipment that needs to be you know, procured, and that's where the TU people come in with some fundraising and some. there have been some other philanthropic organizations like the Nielsen Foundation and actually some of the snowmobile club chapters up around Kelly and Northholm donated money for the equipment to get those classrooms going. So they have a, a large aquarium in the classroom that's suitable uh, for raising trout, so they need cold water, they need a water chiller, Um, They need good water filtration systems, biofilters, to keep the the water quality good for the fish. So they they actually hatch these eggs and grow the fish up to a fingerling size throughout the course of the school year and learn um, lessons that are incorporated dealing with uh, not just math and science, um, but learning about watersheds and, and land use and Different aspects of water quality um, and what we do that affects that. And at the end of the year, they get to release the fish that they've raised into one of our trout streams, which is, you know, really, really gratifying experience for me to be involved in these projects. Um, I love that aspect of my job.
0: It sounds like there's a lot of kids that, that uh, get involved in this too.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, we probably have. Um, Forty to fifty kids that are directly involved at Gene Dillon, and when we give presentations, I know we give uh, presentations to to sometimes up to a hundred students, maybe four classes, you know. Wow! And um, that's great. One thing one thing that is neat about the the new elementary school at Gene Dillon is the class size is 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 smaller than than the typical classes that I was used to working with. And I think that really helps in that, you know, aspect of of getting kids to participate. Um, and in Kelly or Northholm they have just really super class sizes, you know, I think there's probably only fifteen or twenty kids
0: oh, wow. in those okay.
1: classes. So it's a real one on one kind of a setting okay. when you're when you're working with a, a group like that. So
0: now um, and those kids will get to go down to the stream and help
1: put them in. Yep, that's that's the the culmination of the project is our is our trout release day um, on the Clearwater River here near Bemidji and on Battle River up by Kellier for those folks. And the kids just love it. Um, we have uh, John Latimer, who's kind of a, a noteworthy local radio figure you might recognize his name from the phonology program uh, oh. KAXE, mm-hmm. and he's just a wealth of knowledge that the kids love him um having him participate in 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 this project is is just super he brings a whole new perspective on all kinds of stuff
0: okay um wow it's just a it's 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 a great program i i know i've talked to jeff wade about it many times in the mm-hmm. past and uh and it just seems to be getting stronger and stronger.
1: You bet. So I anticipate that we'll see that program just continue to grow here in the state of Minnesota. And uh, it's definitely an asset. We didn't have stuff like that when we were in school, Kevin. <laughs> no, we did not. We did not.
0: Uh, and I lived on the Clearwater River over in Red Lake Falls, but uh, we, oh, neat. we yeah. never did that. Um, but, yeah, that's, yep. that's awesome. And, I, you know, I think it's important, obviously, um, because we, we all hear the stories about less kids participating in outdoor activities. So anytime you can expose them to something that is so intrinsic and so important to the area in which they live, I think that's, that's really good.
1: Absolutely. You know, actually, uh, from time to time I have, I have uh, former students in the, in the crowd in the classroom program, stop me on the street and, uh, you know, mention that they, they had been in one of the class projects and had, you know, a lasting impression on them. And, uh, so that's, that's what it's all about. It's getting people to care about the resources. Um, as you stated, there's, there's some, um, some studies that show that, that kids aren't as engaged in out, outdoor activities and recreation as previous generations. So, um, you know, these are the people that are going to support these resources into the future. So developing, you know, a concern and a care for them, in students at a young age is, is the way to begin that process.
0: Um, what, uh, you know, considering that a lot of trout are not native to our waters, what made the DNR decide that was uh, an important project?
1: Well, the history of tr- trout management goes back um, a number of decades. In in our office, we have records of uh, trout stream stockings going back um, into the 19-teens and 1920s. And actually at that point in time, it, early in the history of fisheries science, we were stocking trout all over the place. We used to stock lake trout in Lake Bemidji <laughs> and you know Lake Julia, for example, um, before we, we knew what cold-water fisheries required and how they were different from warm-water fisheries. So fast-forward... Um, a number of years. We had a a very active period of trout stream designation and, you know, management being initiated uh, in this area in the 1940s. Um, Another another push of uh, more stream designations and expanded management in the 1960s. So at one point in time, we actually had uh, quite a quite a few more designated trout streams in the area that we managed but over time uh through trial and error learned that some of these streams really weren't that suitable for trout so we've pared back on our management to um the streams that really are able to provide some angling activity you know
0: okay um overall uh what seems to be the appeal of trout fishing
1: you know, I think it's it's the setting. I think it's being out there um, by flowing water. If you're a stream fisherman, you probably love to be around rivers and streams, um, as I do. Yeah. I could just sit there and, and not fish <laughs> and have a good time just, just listening and, and, and watching everything around me. And I think that's, that's really important to people when they go trout fishing. It's um, a feeling like you're in a Kind of a wilder place,
0: yeah.
1: kind of a a more natural setting. Um, it's kind of an escape. Well, and I, I think with I the, think that's what it's about. So,
0: and I think with the the lakes that are by and large designated for for trout fishing, it's kind of that same vibe as well. They're, they tend to be Actually, smaller lakes yeah. in the woods and that type of thing.
1: Yeah, um, you know, there are a number of uh, managed trout lakes in in the areas around us as well that offer, you know, a variety of fishing opportunities. I mean, and a lot of those lakes are smaller uh, lakes with carry-in access um, or lakes that you have to actually hike into. Okay. So I, I think that is part of their appeal. I yeah. agree with you.
0: Okay. And yeah, uh, we we talk about the ones you're managing, but yeah, surrounding us, uh, Park Rapids has a number. I think Grand Rapids has a number. And uh, as we noted, I Falls even has some too. So it's, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, How do people find out where they can, you know, what lakes and what rivers are trout?
1: Well, the best place to start is the Minnesota DNR's public website. Um, You can just do a search for Minnesota DNR, and it will take you to our public homepage, and we have uh, an outstanding online resource for all the fishing information that a person could want. So um, if you get to that website and start looking through some of the tabs on the, on the main page, you'll find fishing, and then as you click that, you'll go into uh, a number of different pages um, and eventually you'll find one that says Trout Fishing, and that will take you to a bunch of resources from lake survey reports to stocking records to um, some really high-quality maps and map resources for uh, locating these fisheries. So it's, it's all out there on the web, but anybody that would like to talk to somebody in, at an area fisheries office um, in person could certainly do so. And that information for contacting area fisheries offices is also um, easily available on that website.
0: All right. Tony Standera is a fisheries specialist out of the Bemidji Area Fisheries Office, spends a lot of time on trout, and uh, that's what we're talking about today. Tony, great information, really enjoyed it. Thank you for taking the time today.
1: Thank you for having me, Kevin. I appreciate
0: it.
1: Look for specially marked packaging and visit com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. Residents 17 Plus. Call of Duty ports available on 12 and 24 packs and free at 23.